Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the August 23rd, Wednesday, reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Armed Security Personnel to be in Woodland Park Schools, written by Doug Fitzgerald. Historic Green Mountain Falls Foundation buys land where Bonsai Village was proposed, written by Pat Hill. Woodland Park gets a taste of the Middle East, written by Pat Hill. Williams reaches out to Afghanistan veterans, written by Pat Hill. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled, Armed Security Personnel to be in Woodland Park Schools, written by Doug Fitzgerald. Woodland Park Schools will have armed security personnel this year. The Woodland Park School District made the announcement August 17. Tim Petruna, a 24-year U.S. Army veteran who trained soldiers in basic and advanced marksmanship, has been added as the District Safety and Security Director. As part of his Army duties, he also vetted personnel for specialty security positions. Petruna will be tasked with hiring and training additional security personnel. Each will be trained and certified annually, which will include CPI, which stands for Crisis Prevention, First Aid, and Weapons Certification, said Superintendent Ken Witt. These officers will be district employees integrated into our school environments. The decision was made after what the district said was a diligent review and update of the district safety protocols. After careful consideration and consultation with law enforcement professionals, Woodland Park School District has integrated trained and certified Army security personnel into its safety and security plan, the district said in a press release. Their presence will complement the efforts of the district's existing security measures and will be an additional resource to ensure a rapid and coordinated response to potential threats, the district said. The students' and staff members' safety remains a paramount concern for Woodland Park School District. Woodland Park School District understands that the introduction of armed security personnel may prompt questions or concerns. Woodland Park School District is committed to providing a safe educational environment for its students. This decision is part of a comprehensive strategy that aligns with the district's overreaching goal of maintaining a safe learning environment for students and staff. The next article is entitled, Historic Green Mountain Falls Foundation Buys Land Where Bonsai Village Was Proposed. Written by Pat Hill. The historic Green Mountain Falls Foundation closed last week on the purchase of 29.5 acres on Chipta Park Road. The sale puts an end to the community outrage over the proposal 
by Life Size Tiny Home Community for 200 tiny homes on the property. Titled Bonsai Village, the developers dropped the proposal when the property went into foreclosure. But not before the 200 enraged residents of Ute Pass booed and voiced anger to Joe Callantine, Chief Executive Officer, and Kevin Andrew, Finance Director of the Littleton-based business. The meeting in September 2021 was intended to answer questions about the village, but the gathering descended into chaos when audience members expressed rage over the proposal. With the purchase last week, the foundation furthers its goals of preserving land and development in Chipta Park and Green Mountain Falls. The property was on our radar when they were talking about Bonsai Village, said Jesse Stroop, property manager for the foundation. We had made a couple of offers during that time, so when the property went into foreclosure, we were able to get it. The property at 9620 Chipta Park Road includes a house, the former home of Rudy Bauer. It's a complex property with easements and attributes that we will put the think tank on and do what we always do, preserve open space. Stroop said. We've been working on this for several years. The land was once a community golf course, Stroop said. Several years ago, the land was the subject of a suggested collaboration of the late Dick Bratton and Bauer to direct a portion of the American Discovery Trail through the property. The idea failed to come to fruition. It's been fun learning about the history and makes it exciting to plan for something to do here, Stroop said. The development of Bonsai Village depended upon life-size raising $1,070,000 from investors to begin the project, said Callantine at the meeting in September. According to Stroop, the foundation purchased the property from the lien holder. Over the last several years, the Green Mountain Falls Historic Foundation has partnered with the town to improve trail systems at the H.B. Wallace Reserve, Mount Dewey, the Catamount Trail, and Red Butte Recreation Area. The recreation area is the trailhead for the short hike to the James Turrell Sky Space, the featured art installation of the 2022 Green Box Arts Festival. The foundation purchased the Sally Bush Community Building from Church in the Wildwood at the beginning of the year. The next article is entitled, Woodland Park Gets a Taste of the Middle East, written by Pat Hill. Fresh hummus, just out of the oven, heroes and falafel, Sam's heroes and kebabs, brings Middle Eastern food to the West, more specifically to Woodland Park. The menu is enticing. The ultimate plate, for instance, is a blending of beef, chicken, and lamb marinated in Mediterranean spices with warm pita bread, hummus salad, and tahini and tzatziki sauce, and two falafels. 
I love food. Love to cook, said Sam Ayad, who opened the restaurant in May in Gold Hill Square North. A lot of our food requires an open flame on a charcoal grill, so it's kind of hard to cook at home. The recipes are those gathered over the years from the Ayad family, many of whom live in Jordan, Sam's native country, while others live in Syria and Turkey. Before opening the restaurant, Sam assessed the restaurant scene and found a gap when it came to Middle Eastern food. After only a short time, the customers come in for their favorites the ultimate, the fresh falafel, and hummus, and the dolmas. In fact, business has been so good that Ayad's sister, Ola Ayad, came in from Chicago to answer her brother's cry for help. This is so humbling. The people thank me so much for being in Woodland Park, he said. The people of Woodland Park are amazing. The menu includes twists on the kebab, such as chicken and ultimate salads, in addition to beef and chicken plates. For variety, the restaurant offers sandwiches to include the bison burger, grilled chicken, along with seasoned cheesy fries. On the dessert side, Sam and his staff make the heavenly baklava and mamol, a Syrian cookie filled with dates, almonds, or pistachios. Ice cream is from Anne and Mans of Colorado Springs. Ola's ties to Turkey, where she lived for a while, are evident in the restaurant's interior design, the lights, the plates, and the decorative pieces. With 24 employees full and part-time, Sam's Heroes and Kebabs is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday. The menu items are available on a to-go basis at www.samhero.com. That's www.samgyro.com. The next article is entitled, Williams Reaches Out to Afghanistan Veterans, written by Pat Hill. Pro Promotions, Jim and Pam Ware, organized the Salute to American Veterans, which was sponsored by the City of Woodland Park and Teller County, a ceremony that highlighted the tragedy of war while honoring the heroes who fought them. The 36th annual Salute to American Veterans was a song of hope in nation torn apart by strife. There was sadness, but a sense of unity among the hundreds of veterans, families, and friends who gathered in Memorial Park in Woodland Park, August 19. There were veterans from World War II, the Korean, Gulf, and Vietnam Wars, and many who fought in Afghanistan. For most of us, the war started 22 years ago, on the 30th of this month. It ended badly. It ended poorly and dishonorably for those who were there, said Dan Williams, commander of American Legion Post 1980, member of the VFW Post 6051, and Teller County Commissioner, who was a Apache helicopter pilot in Afghanistan. Each one of you here today is looking for recognition. 
You deserve our gratitude and the honor of a grateful nation, he said. Today we try to memorialize those who fought and served in what was also called America's Forgotten War. And all volunteer military fought the war known as Enduring Freedom when 832,000 young men and women were deployed multiple times, he said. More than 20,000 returned home with scars, PTSD, and broken bodies. I would say that number is twice that when you talk about what we carry up here. Williams, whose father fought in the Vietnam War, acknowledged feeling the need for healing when American troops were ordered to pull out of Afghanistan. I stand before you today trying to make sense of a 20-year war, he said. We fought in places we couldn't describe, couldn't pronounce, hundreds of names. Williams recalled the day of the withdrawal. It is not honorable for the military to watch people fall off C-17s on a runway, he said. It is not honorable to lose 13 young men and women in the final days of the extraction operation. There was no explanation, no accountability for the Taliban overtaking the country within hours of the last general officer leaving, Williams said, adding, there were no victory parades, much like Vietnam, No responsibility was taken for the deaths of the 13 who were on that wall. Williams referred to the last 13 memorial bronze plaque, which was unveiled on a stone pillar in the park. The plaque is the only memorial in Colorado dedicated to the soldiers killed by the Taliban that day. But today, if you feel that pain like I do, you are not alone. You are surrounded by those who love you veterans and veteran supporters, and we appreciate it more than you know, he said. Each of you carries memories from combat. I served in Afghanistan and was part of the presidential surge. My mission was to regain the initiative. The surge of 2010 in some ways was successful. The experience was highly kinetic. A lot of deaths, but we saved the lives of more than 800 allies. U.S. Marines, and our Afghanistan partners, he said. We killed more than 1,500 Taliban. The Americans built schools, he said, trained Afghanistan's Air Force, and tried to provide opportunities for the children. I lost friends over there, friends with whom we'd swore we'd never forget, he said. Yet the 20 years were not wasted. I felt at the time, and still do, that our presence over there kept us safe here at home, he said. We did our best to give the Afghan people their best chances at success. Like you, the war changed me. I still struggle to find meaning in the way it ended and the conditions. Along with the struggle, Williams hoped to instill a sense of acceptance and accomplishment in the soldiers who fought in Afghanistan. I believe that the ember of freedom we showed for those folks in 20 years still lives in the hearts of many everyday Afghans, he said, and only time will tell if they can stand up against the Taliban to become a free people again. The next article is entitled Teller County Fair, a Reflection of a Distinctive Community, written by Sonia Oliver. County Fair's 
unite the cities, towns, and outlying rural areas within their respective borders, bringing communities together, continuing with time-honored traditions. They also provide learning opportunities for farmers, ranchers, entrepreneurs, and families to display their year-long agricultural efforts and to learn about new techniques and trends relating to the agricultural trade and commercial enterprises. Fairs are resources of support for rural communities in a forum dating back to a time when farming and ranching was recognized as the core infrastructure to any society. That importance remains relevant today and is reflected within the Teller County community as a celebration of the unique heritage and tradition of the individuals living within the county lines, providing opportunities to present the fruits of their labors. Having just completed the 2023 fair, the Teller County Association of Fairs and Shows is already making plans for the 2024 Teller County Fair, according to Board President Randy Snare. We are making plans as we speak with a theme, t-shirts, buckles, award money, and events, he said. On July 13, Newmont Mining Corp. made a $50,000 donation to provide seed money for improvements to the county fairgrounds in Cripple Creek, along with a commitment to support Teller County 4-H programs. A recent community action plan compiled following a community forum held last March and approved by the Cripple Creek City Council identified the fairground property to have great potential, a bit an undersized utilized sorry, an underutilized facility. Snare cited ideas for enhancements including better viewing opportunities for equestrian and rodeo competitions, making the facility ADA compliant, improvements and additions to the grandstand such as roof coverage and opening the stage for more events, to name a few. With its close proximity to the Cripple Creek Victor School, the improvements to its indoor and outdoor facilities, there may be there may present year-round recreational opportunities for youth. 4-H clubs could meet there year-round, Snare said, as he envisions the potential. According to Snare, with a nonprofit 401c3 status, and thanks to Newmont's seed money, the TCAFAS is able to seek additional monies through matching funds for possible great outdoor Colorado grants, as well as seeking a commitment from the city of Cripple Creek to utilize the fairgrounds for community needs. However, Snare recognizes the importance of participation through programs such as 4-H. There was a point in time when less and less kids were participating in 4-H programs. However, Snare is seeing a turnaround with more and more kids getting involved. Along with showing of animals, this year's fair had 90 indoor projects, with 60 qualifying for state. That's a huge number for such a small community, 
Snare said. The county fair is an event every kid looks forward to all year. It's when families get together and have the opportunity to spend more time with each other. We are pulling for each one of the kids to be successful, Snare said. Teller County 4-H. 4-H has so many ways to get involved. Building on our continuous success and tradition of the Teller County Fair, the Teller County Association of Fairs and Shows, TCAFS, has been working hard to expand with new events and to encourage more participation, Snare said. 4-H is an informal youth education program of Colorado State University, Teller County Extension. 4-H provides youth ages 5 to 18 with the opportunity to explore a variety of programs through numerous projects divided into more than 225 divisions. These divisions range from arts and crafts, photography, model rocketry, foods, clothing, gardening, wildlife, woodworking, dog obedience, small animals, horses, and livestock. 4-H programs are grounded in the belief that kids learn best by doing. Kids and teens complete hands-on projects in areas like science, health, agriculture, and civil in- civic engagement. Kids can concentrate on one focus area, or they can try a variety of programs throughout their 4-H experience. 4-H clubs in Teller County include the traditional agricultural, agriculture, raising animals, baking, cooking, and sewing, along with design and artistry. Educational trends have been updated to include robotics, filmmaking, leathercraft, woodworking, metalwork, shooting sports, entomology, and horticulture, as well as projects focused on science, technology, engineering, mathematics, known as STEM, and the arts. 4-H members can also gain skills in activities such as shooting sports, with air rifles, photography, sketching, and welding. Sign up for the 4-H begins in October and runs through November, and there are a myriad of ways to become involved with support for every kind of project imaginable. More information about 4-H. The green four-leaf clover with a white H on each leaf was officially adopted as the 4-H emblem in 1911. The 4-H emblem symbolizes the interactive nature of effective learning and development. Head. Problem solving. Ability to sort out complex problems. Heart. Emotional development. Developing good attitudes toward work and learning. Developing acceptance and appreciation of other people. Hands. Skills development. Ability to do. Skill in doing and habit of doing. Health. Physical development. Understanding and appreciating 
physical growth, and change. The motto, as proposed by Carrie Harrison, a botanist with the U.S. Bureau of Plant Industry, was officially adopted in 1927, the same year the 4-H pledge was introduced. The 4-H slogan, Learn by Doing, reflects the 4-H educational philosophy. More background information is available from the USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.